Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the podcast that will hopefully make you smile, laugh, and freak out inside. I'm Sean. And I'm Carrie. Sean's an ex-cop who does happier things now. <laughs> That's for sure. And Carrie's a New York Times and internationally best-selling children's book novelist. We live in Down East Maine, and our podcast is a little funky. We start off with a random thought we recorded in bed, or the kitchen, or the car, and then we give a writing tip, and a dog tip for life, because our dogs are wise and smart and like to be included. <laughs> We're not hoity-toity. We're not all trash talk, although we try. We're just us. So thanks for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and be cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and dogs are smarter than people. And we begin with a random thought. Let's do it, baby. Now. What's up? Hey, it's random. Uh... I'm bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, hi. Hello. Hi, husband. Hey, wifey. Sparty's also on the bed with us. Yeah, I know. He always is. Yes. He sleeps in the lower right-hand corner. Your side. On my side. Yeah. Pushing me towards the middle, towards Sean. He's trained. They're in cahoots. Anyways. It's got one skill. It's Saturday as we record this, June 7th, and Sparty has one skill, which is... A good one. Pushing Corral- me... Corralling my wife oh, towards me. That's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad. Speaking of sad, there's a... Twitter hashtag right now. There's a lot of Twitter hashtags right yes, now. And most of them are very serious. But one that is trending that is not serious is describe your sex life with a song. Oh. Holy crap. <laughs> no, that's not a song. <laughs> that's not definitely not much. <laughs> one of the top ones is just my imagination. Yeah. And then there's like no one by Alicia Keys. And Beat it. <laughs> Beat it. And I'm a virgin by the weekend. And then the sound of silence. And then can't touch this, which seems like, you know, those chastity rings kind of one but like yeah is that what they do when like the dad marries the kid or something what is that called like some very very christian people and the in in the very fundamentalist christians not like unitarian universalists they like the dad oh a promise ring no What's what? it called? Hold the, I don't know hold the recording about. device and I'll try to remember. What well, is when the ma- when a dad marries his own child? Is kind of. Like? It's like they make her promise not to lose her virginity. No, and there's he a ceremony. Ma- yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. It's not a marriage ceremony. <laughs> there's a ceremony. You are. You're no. not from the South, dude. I know. I'm from New England. I know. Oh, so that's like some rumor they teach you kids no, up here. No, it's in promise England. rings. I'm right. Right. That's right. I'm right. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a purity ball. It's a formal dance event typically per- practiced by some conservative Christian groups in the U.S. Yeah. They are attended by fathers and their teenage daughters in order to promote the virginity of their daughters until marriage, oh. according to Wikipedia that knows all Uh-oh. things. Typically, daughters who attend a purity ball make a virginity pledge to remain sexually abstinent until marriage. Oh. And they dress up like a wedding. So now I have two speed and um what what do you call them oh crap my brain 
to speak. No, listen, wait. Forget I said that. What do you call something when it's like a, a phrase that describes something? Uh, for instance. Uh-huh. I got, that came off faster than the prom dress. Oh, a metaphor or a, simile? A, a, yeah. Okay. So then you're like, that thing's slower than a purity ball dress coming off her. Or something like that's that. That's not good. Baby. <laughs> that like, just, just failed yeah. so hard. Hold it, hold it. It's so hard. Take the phone back. Why do I always have to hold the phone? Because it's yours. My favorite one was Here I Go Again on My Own. Going yeah. back to hashtag describe your sex with life with a song. Here I Go Again on My Own. Yeah. Oh. Long time coming. <laughs> Whip it. Whip it good. And with or without you, they're very sad ones. Like, they, they're not like, positive. No one's ever like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Living like, on a prayer. Like, I like to hear we go again, if you stop it right there. Without the on my own. Yeah. The so lonely, good, good, good vibrations. <laughs> Pure imagination. It's very wow. sad. One it hot makes, makes joy. <laughs> <laughs> dust in the wind like <laughs> it just home. that makes like twitter just look so sad but someone finally, finally was like you shook me all night long by acdc yeah. do you remember that song yes, yeah. you shook me all night long is that how it goes good job love i refuse to listen to the acdc after fifth grade why because everyone wore black t-shirts yeah and I wanted to be preppy oh. or a valley girl or something. And black T-shirts were just so metal. I was not well, metal. I was such a Pink Floyd blanket set. Wow. Someone on Twitter has yeah. a Pink Floyd blanket set. Comforter and matching pillowcase. Looked, it looks there's a rainbow with a pr- the triangle in the middle, that Pink Floyd thing. That's and like, one of their album covers. Yeah, but the, the sheets just look hard, man. Oh, that's your ne- that's yours, the next one. I can't. Uh, can't that sounds so can't wrong. You just like really said something horrible about yourself. I know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you even say that for a joke? Why? Oh, I don't know. Because if I make you think it's true, then you just keep telling me I need more practice. You're so manipulative. (laughs) That's so manipulative. (laughs) This week in our regular part of our podcast, we're going to talk about archetypes. Like Archer Beck? Oh my gosh, you're going to have to put an explicit rating on this whole because we're talking about this um but like you my friend are an archetype yeah yep okay teaser writing tip of the pod this week's episode is called are you a misfit what's your archetype baby I don't know. I yeah. I'd say low arch. So and this because I've never been very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and the specific archetypes or these are that we're gonna focus on uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. are the misfits and the mavericks. And a lot of writers use archetypes in their stories. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it actually. Sean is a living archetype. Okay, so I just have to ask a question out of sheer 
I'm probably going to answer it in a second. No, is, this is very basic. Is question. it what an archetype is? Yes. And if you just hold on a second, we're going to answer that. It's like a characteristic trope, right? Treat, kind of, yeah. But trope is... Okay, let's let's roll on. Let's roll on. on. Don't let me hold you. Hold on, baby. All right. So there's something really compelling about heroes that don't quite fit in, and especially the Mavericks, which is an archetype, which we will define in a second for Sean. The Mavericks are the Huck Finns and the Han Solos of the world or the universe or Sean in my life. (laughs) For whatever reason, the Mavericks, myself, have turned away (laughs) from civilization... (laughs) Maybe it's to find out what happened to their missing mom. Maybe it's because their own elite family oppressed them in their quirks. Maybe it's because they are doing a Thoreau and they wanted to see what it was like to be Spartan and nonconformists in a society that stresses conformity above all else. All else, man. So, to help Sean and the rest of you... If you don't already know, literary critic Northrop Fry wrote about Mavericks as heroes in novels in the U.S. And he said, Placed outside the structure of civilization and therefore represents the force of physical nature, amoral or ruthless, yet with a sense of power and often leadership that society has impoverished itself by rejecting. Is that your Northrop Fry voice? Yes. You've never met him. Oh, I'm just channeling. Okay, okay. Sean is now a medium as well. So, <laughs> to conform or not conform has always been the question. Apologies to Shakespeare and Northrop Fry, who I feel like might have that voice. Um, but to conform or not conform is a question both in American society and in books, right? And how the main character fits into mainstream society is often the subject of some really good and compelling books like Gone with the Wind or To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Yeah. They reject conforming, and they strike out on their own. The Maverick is a character archetype. And now... Oh, thank God. For the... (laughs) You can't make me laugh all the time. Well, I thought the other guy's thing was the definition. That was my false lead. I don't understand the word of it, so... Okay, so here's the definition of an archetype from StudioBinder.com. An archetype is a consistent and typical version of a particular thing. It can be a human, an object, or a particular set of behaviors. But the point is that it fits into a time-tested mold and embodies a pure form. Pure. Does that help? Did you just correct my pronunciation of pure? No, I was just stressing pure. Oh, very pure. Very pure. That helps a lot. Like... Somebody who goes to a Plain ball. speak. Plain speak. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, anyways, so that site is about script writing. I think it has a lot of great um, information about other stuff that's not script writing, right? Like um, writing characters. Right. So, it asks you, why do character archetypes exist? And then it says human beings tend to find their place within a group dynamic based around their strongest personality traits. You may have a group of friends with similar interests, but often one will be the quote-unquote social butterfly, while another will be the homebody. Your friends will begin to identify each other by these consistent traits. And so now you find yourself as an archetype. Yeah. 
Do you feel like an outside boo? Me? I haven't thought about myself, really, but when you were reading that with the social butterfly and the homebody words being used, I thought... If you take any group of friends in this in this world, you probably that's probably like that's probably like a law of of, of, of friends. Yeah, like you have to have, you a have, to have the two, you know, bookends so to speak, and in the middle fillers that vary. It's like you know yeah, the spectrum yeah. from one right, from one far to the other far, and one everything to in the between. <laughs> I think that's true. So the Maverick archetype, because we're talking about Mavericks, yeah. is obviously one of many. But one of their key motivations, if you're writing or you're looking at your friends, is the act of self-preservation. Ooh. Ooh. They break the rules to get their goals. They're brave. They're confident. They're sometimes a little snippy. And their temper is a bit fiery. Oh, I'm not a Maverick. Because I don't break rules. So oh. that pull between okay. convention and uh, Sean was like, oh, your temper's fine. You're a Maverick, Carrie. Who knew? Who you knew? had three out of four there. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I'm Without the rule. Without the rule. I'm not snippy. telling you which three oh, out of four. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wait, am I not brave? Now, hey. Or am I not competent? <laughs> We have five rules. They break the rules to get their goals. They're brave. They're competent. They're sometimes a little snippy, and their temper's a bit fiery. What? So you're three out of five because I wasn't counting. Not competent. No, you're very competent. Sean wouldn't let me open fungicide today because he didn't trust me. So I would say that the man does not think I'm competent. You're very competent about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. The pull between convention and autonomy has the possibility of making your stories truly stick out as something extraordinary and and special. Don't be afraid to lean into that in your story, right? Yeah. So I, Carrie, am not a fan of Gone with the Wind because I couldn't stand Charlotte and the racial overtones that happened throughout. But the characters are iconic and a good reference point for us writers when we think about Maverick characters. Okay. Are you Maverick? I, well, based upon Gone with the Wind, I'll take your word for it. I don't remember ever reading that or watching it or listening. <laughs> Han Solo, man. Han Solo? Yeah. Yeah, well. All right. What? Do you write Maverick characters? What's your archetype, baby? I don't know. All right. We'll be looking into different ones in the next few months because oh, it's fun. Are we going to go through oh, yeah, some real man. types? Because yeah. then maybe maverick I'll Maverick is a real type. I'm not a maverick. All right. I mean, sometimes. You're all about the self-preservation, babe. And breaking the rules sometimes, but still. Mm. All right. I guess he's just too... <laughs> Doesn't have that fiery temper. That's what it is. Oh, Oh, you're right. I only got three out of five, just like you. All right. So I'll (laughs) condense. The writing tip of the pot is... Don't make all your characters Mavericks, but don't avoid them either. Have you mixed up the arts types in your story? Have you? Have you now? If you haven't, give it a try. Variety is good. Dog tip (laughs) for life. I'm only laughing because Carrie just threw out the no. biggest twisted compliment slash slam <laughs> I've ever no, I heard. Didn't. But anyways. <laughs> I compared us. No, don't oh. worry about it right now. Let's get the dog tip over because okay. we took the time to ask both of the dogs and they both said the same thing. And that was, it's okay to cultivate your inner maverick. What's that mean, boo? What's that mean? Yeah. Well, you have to be a bit fiery, a bit snippy, 
Um, <laughs> be a rule breaker, brave, and confident. And our dogs are all of those and none of those at the same time. Oh. <laughs> it's okay to sometimes break rules because that's how you create change, right? Oh, heck you yeah, be man. Competent so people just don't think, what a doofus. That's you know? right. I'll give you an example from what's going on. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, there's yeah. a difference. Competent. Incompetent. Getting your point across. I was yeah. trying to relate it to, you know, current, current yeah, things. Yeah. But, yeah, that's too yeah. hard. Like, but in dog world. In dog world? Hmm. There's such a confusing mix of all those I goals. know, really. I don't know if our dogs are an archetype, but I think what they're trying to tell us is it's okay to occasionally be snippy and fiery and break the rules when it's for a better good. Oh, heck yeah. You know, like, Sparty's better good would be yeah, if yeah. there's some meat on the counter in the... In the, in the trash can. In the trash can. Because he doesn't count if... Right, and then what would he do? Stick his little nose in there and try to get it out. And is that for the better good for Sparty? No. It's not. <laughs> not if he gets caught. But Sparty's really a rule-abiding <laughs> dog. For in his head, but it in is. His head. Anything yeah. that has to do with food is for the better good. So our dogs are telling you all to dumpster dive. <laughs> <laughs> Break the rules. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. You can find us everywhere. And you've already found us once if you're listening now. And like Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Just Google Dogs Are Smarter Than People. Then like and subscribe. The notes to the podcast are also always on carriejonesbooks.blog. Carrie is spelled C-A-R-R-I-E. I realized I don't always tell people that. And we'd like a shout out. The music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and is made available through the Creative Commons license. Who's the artist and what song is this? It's Night Owl by Broke for Free. You can go to the podcast episode notes and find a link right to it. Listen to that fantastic music all the time. Yeah, man. So, what do we got going on? In our lives, love. Well, right now, um, we've released the book, The Places We Hide, which is an adult mystery. And it's good. It's so good. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but it truly is good. John just thinks it's really good because the main character, he thinks is him. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, possibly. Yeah, we won't <laughs> tell. Um, also, I am doing a course. I've started a course. A course? A course. What kind of course? It's a bit like a distance MFA program, and the people get to hang out together yeah. um, in a Zoom chat once every month, and I give them feedback for their stories every month. They submit 20 pages, and there's a Facebook group, and we have a bunch of people already signed up, which is awesome um, because... So it's like a, a writing course. It's a writing course that's also very supportive and helps build community. So you get direct feedback from me and love from other writers. I know. Any course that you're involved with has the instructors more. There's also like a life coaching course. That's very Because you're so awesome. That's very sweet. There's, I know. There's more information about it on my website. Once again, carriejonesbooks.blog. You can never say that too much. carriejonesbooks.blog. And what else are you doing, love? Am I doing anything else? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, you edit I'm, people's work? I'm teaching at the writing barn. I edit people's work. I You can find me on Readsy. I'm writing my own books. What else are you doing, boo? 
Me? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm just doing my regular work. But but we are going to start formatting people's books also. Woo! And we will be doing print edition and e-books. e-book. E-books. Which so we're all one. Types of formatting styles. Right. So you can so, come to us and we will yeah, clean like up your grammar. Yeah, we're a full service yeah, man. book prep slash publishing house. Yeah. Only thing we're not doing is cover design. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Once again, that will have to land back in your on your desk, though, because I unless people want stick figures for the covers all <laughs> the time. The <laughs> That'd be awesome. Every book's a kid's book here. <laughs> like Evie's font. Like, yeah, right. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'll do the Kama Sutra cover with stick figures. No, uh, it always goes back. To no, it's just an example of how it could be deceptive because it's stick figures but you never know what's inside anyways we're gonna end it here thank you for listening thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we stay healthy and strong okay yeah because we need you in this world stay strong